0: would you stop yeah i have to stop when you do that because you you, uh, you'll never like have anything to like you know respond to if you don't hear everything i'm saying but i
1: like coming i like listening to it later and then having pieces i haven't heard yet
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's selfish um i was gonna say what i mean yeah
1: i don't know man
0: well here's here's what i was gonna say about inflation right and inflation is inevitable, right? That's that's not something that's really an issue. But we're living in a shitty, a shitty time right now. And this is very centric to us and our generation. But we are living during a time where, for the first time probably, we can't really afford – and I think we might have touched on this a little bit, but like – we can't really afford to live in the places we're living, right? We have, more than ever, we have kids who are going back and living with their parents, you know, um, know, or living in shitty situations where, like, you have too many roommates or, like, you know, imagine it's just the norm now in rich places, like Long Island's a pretty good example, where you finish college, You move back home instantly because you have nothing – you have to live under your parents' roof to afford living somewhere. And then you get a job. You get established. And then finally you save up some money and then you get to like maybe go to that next level, right? Living in Albany, funny enough, I was – it's cheap enough to still live in Albany where I was making headway and like able to – knock off debts and able to save a little and able to have like a little bit of cash on the side, you know, and in Vermont so far, I really haven't been able to do that. So we've been living here for three years. I haven't really had that opportunity yet. And here we are faced with looking at, you know, buying a home and I can't afford, you know, our, our, you know, Kim's got debt up to her ears from school, you know, and we can't get a crazy good loan for anything because, you know, the debt to income ratio and how much, you know, is projected that she has to eventually pay back. So it's very it's very interesting, like you know, to get to the point where now we can't do any, you know, our, our parents parents set, you know, set our parents up for hopefully better lives, and I think for the most part. Our parents did live pretty nice lives. Yeah, you know? but the, living those lives, they... So it was like our
1: grandparents grew up in a time where they didn't have anything or everything was really hard to get. Right. And they lived through wars and they lived through the depression. So after World War Two, they, you know, everyone started to have things like downtime to have things like uh vacation days and whatnot and to be able to own a home like the the they started realizing this great quality of life and everything so then our parents then become a new generation of people who whose starting point is much further from where their their parents started off so when the by the time they get to the next stage, and they're trying to get those things that are now become commonplace that everyone should have, right? Then that escalates, and I think at a certain point, uh, all the things that you were just talking about having to like move in, being uh, not being able to afford to buy a home, being priced out of home markets, having you know tons of student debt over us—it's a direct result to our parents and whatever generation kind of fell in between there, creating basically commodifying the American dream. So you weren't just getting a loan to go to college so you could get a job and buy a house. You were getting a loan because someone was selling a loan that someone's making money off of. So the goal for them in their best interest is to make money off of you on that student loan. Right. We can't afford to buy houses. There's a two bedroom, one bath on the corner of my street that went for $540,000.
0: Right.
1: Who's buying a house for that? That's insane. It's because people are can buy these houses and then not live in them but rent them or Airbnb them. It right. becomes, it becomes a, 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 a an economy where p- only the rich people can buy stuff and then make more money off of them. So it's like, oh, well, maybe I'll never own a home. I guess I'll just be a renter the whole time
0: right which has its advantages so except for it i mean
1: it it has a lot more disadvantages yeah right in the long run but like it that's becoming an acceptable like the, that's becoming the acceptable norm same thing with things like uber and everything with these ride sharing services they're becoming yep. as they're becoming normalized it's 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 becoming acceptable that you know in 10 years if uber comes out with self-driving cars or if you know if every company comes out with self-driving cars how many people are actually going to buy a car they're they're never going to drive right yeah I, it would be it'd be much more it's be much easier to just be able to have access to a rideshare service that's either one vote like counting on me as more or less a content user right so who knows how much they're actually going to charge when everything, when the the market is more about just being signed up for that service. Right. So it might get to the point where it's actually like, f- you know, a free ride. As long as you sit, as long as you have an Amazon Prime membership, you can take Amazon <laughs> self-driving cars, right. but you, but unless you want to pay a premium, you can have a free ride, but you have to sit through all of their directed content, their advertising while you're in that car. Right. But it's definitely like housing and, and and student loans and the quality of life that was expected to be tied directly to our participation in our our U.S. like the basically the American dream that everyone should have access to. As soon as they started doing like uh, commoditizing the 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 home loans and student loans and everything, it's it's become a product for other people to make money off of and not a habitat that we could purchase or, you know, a way that, that, that the next generation is going to actually build on where that they, what they've inherited. Right.
0: Right. I mean, yes. Yes. To all of those things.
1: So if, if we're in that a realisa- realization at that point, like if, if that's kind of like in the periphery of, of, you know, more or less, like I might be speaking at a school a bit here on on it all because I'm not an economist or anything like that. It's just like, if, if we're that cognizant that we can kind of connect those dots in some random ass connect the dots way, then the next generation who's seeing us deal with that, who you had mentioned, like, they don't work hard and stuff. What are they working hard for if they're never going to own anything? If we're getting rid of our phones every 18 months, it's it's a completely disposable culture. So if you're not buying something that matters, that you're going to hold on to, that you actually own, right? Then why invest in anything? Right. I mean, go go through your entire life renting where you're living, and it's not really. Who gives a fuck if there's a a hole in the wall? You know, it's it's the landlord's problem.
0: Right. And, and I guess that's what I want. You know, I want to have a place to call my own. I want a place that I can. Not have to think about another person and just like change a screen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I I want I want all those things to happen. Like, you know, here's my here's my um my inflation example. And, and this is sort of ridiculous to think, but in 1988, my parents had me as a three year old. Okay. My mom was in school, right? Not working. I think she maybe like she probably worked part time or something like at like a department store or something. I think. And my dad woke up every day, drove two hours Mm -hmm. to New Jersey, worked, and drove two hours back. But he did that with a brand new car that he purchased, he bought a brand new 1988 Jetta. Which cost him $11,000. That $11,000 today is actually straight double. So from 88 to 2007, or to, shit, 2007, 2017, okay, that is, should be $22,000 today. Wait, I, where, are you,
1: where are you getting that from?
0: I looked it up yesterday or two days ago. It's just, I just went onto the internet and I just said, what's the inflation rate of? X amount of dollars U.S. in 1988 to 2017, and there's just a calculator that takes care of it. You're gonna do it? I yeah, I like I like calculators. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a pretty good. I, I like that. I like. I. It was just an example that I took. It was the first example I took, and I like that it's exactly double. Okay, so that. That's something – that's a solid um, factor I can work with to think, okay, how does this work? How much was – I don't know how it's much you – the same
1: buying power as $23,013, so a little more than double. Okay, a little more than double. So – But what what was your dad making back in 1988 versus what does that position make now? I don't know, but I can that's ask – That's what you need to
0: find out. All right, I'll text him right now because, and ask him.
1: Because – if he's making just three percent more now, well, not like him personally, but someone in that position, if that job's paying just three or four percent more now than it was then, but the price of everything is doubled, that's where where the purchasing power comes in. Right, but that's what so, I'm. It's so exactly things- what I'm
0: saying. Like so, the so the value of the val not only has inflation killed us, but your your purchasing power and values have changed as well, which is kind of a different it's a different thing than inflation
1: right I mean like, inflation inherently like isn't innate isn't innately bad as long as like the rest of the growth kid keeps up with it
0: right The thing is like I bet he wasn't making crazy money, but he was able to buy, You know a car that was i don't know a good probably a good percentage of his salary what was he doing then what
1: was his job
0: he was a a, like an associate or an adjunct adjunct professor it was his first teaching job so and he also worked in a place where he probably made okay money oh my god he answered me already um, do you want me to just do the math and figure out What the difference is of what he's making now
1: Well no we, We'd have to know what, what a first year Adjunct professor is making now And compare it to what a first year adjunct professor Was making then <sighs>
0: Okay um, because, because do, you want it, do you want it to be at the same college I mean, That would help yeah He was making good money holy shit What
1: college was it
0: Ryder in um, okay, Rider University in uh, in in Jersey. This is good. This is good radio. We're just doing a now. We've 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 gone down the world in, into the world of finance.
1: More or less, yeah.
0: <laughs> and the other thing is, I bet taxes were less for him too at that time.
1: It would have been the george bush, george w bush years Yep. so it would have been past reagan i'm not really sure the median adjunct professor salary in the united states is 30,623
0: jesus christ right now yeah he was making the same then. so
1: so inflation has doubled but salary has stayed the
0: same yep
1: that's that's a problem.
0: <laughs> he says 285 is what he started at.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, with inflation it would probably be about $31,000. That's ridiculous, right? So, oh my god. Yeah, man. <laughs> <sighs> so they they're saying that their products have increased twice as as much, but your experience and the the, what you bring to the workforce has not increased the importance of that in the system exactly so yeah and that's the median so like it it ranges from twelve thousand dollars to sixty nine thousand dollars
0: that's unbelievable It that's that's beyond that's beyond unbelievable he said he had to take a pay cut to move upstate which makes perfect sense because that was actually a huge. I bet that w- that did them so much good because cost of living right. pro- probably halved, um, maybe not halved, but like went down significantly after the move.
1: Because where'd they move from?
0: From Long Island. Okay. In 1990, which things were kind of still cheap around then at that right. time, but but then moved to middle of nowhere upstate New York, which uh, upstate New York is still this like haven of of a cheap world really it really is like whenever i go um have i told you about like shopping at wegmans or something like that like i think i shopped at wegmans i told yeah i told you to shop at wegmans last time you drove across across the country just because i love fucking going to wegmans Well, i mean i i I knew wegmans from college i know you know wegmans (laughs) but i'm saying like make sure you shop at like one of the bigger wegmans if you're if you're going through you know whatever place when when I start
1: off two hours into my trip across country, maybe I should stop for supplies.
0: <laughs> right, it's huge. It's huge. It helps so much. But like I we did that when we went to um, when we went to Denver and then Uray, and then I did it same thing when I went when I drove to Florida. But it's so nice to go to Wegmans because like you get to see. You get to see the difference of your buying power, you know, living somewhere in Vermont, which is definitely has a higher general cost of things. Like I cannot buy a lot of food for $100 anymore, you know, um, that fucks with my mind because my mind, I imagine going to Wegmans as a child and my mom would freak if she spent hundred twenty dollars she'd be like geez wow i mean but then she'd say something like oh well we got a lot of stuff and that shop would last us almost an entire month you know whereas i'm spending a hundred dollars easy a week now yeah. for food you know right.
1: so 1988 it was still ronald reagan was still president so i guess it was 89 or 90 when when did when did bush take office Oh, yeah. 1989. Okay. Uh, Cost of a new house in 1988 was $138,300 was the average, I think. Okay. And then the average household income was
0: 27225 Okay. See, like, even with these numbers... Even with these numbers, this is still crazy because... Everything should correlate normally in terms of buying power. And you could say the averages now and the average home now, and that's still, it might be a little, it might be closer in terms of like the same range, like median household might be 70 now and a house might be 250 or something like that. But that doesn't correlate for all the other shit we pay for like a bunch of other shit has just increased way too much too fast does that make as far as
1: what internet and cell phones
0: i guess or maybe we just have more expenses than we once did
1: well we have a different what like uh our hierarchy of needs is is different to what it was 30 years ago hugely different yeah jesus that was 30 years ago it was 30 years ago fuck man (laughs)
0: you say it like you were you were watching tv and you remember it all
1: i mean i was just i was like 1988 i I was expecting to say it's 20 years ago but uh no it's 30 years ago
0: yeah it's it's the same thing like i just accidentally said 2007 before and in my mind that's the correct you know what i mean it's hard to remember oh it's 2017 right you know you start you start doing that thing where your memory of, like, your youth—I'm doing air quotes—or, like, your greatest times, that's going to be, like, the, the bubble you think in forever. I'm still going to have my, my hairdo from 2006 forever, you know? It's, like, that thing. You know, when you look at a mom and you're like, wow, your hair hasn't changed since 1990. I I I just the thing is like we can't we can't buy a house for more than two hundred thousand dollars at this point, right? And I can't find a house for less than uh, (laughs) I can't find a house for two hundred thousand dollars out here, (laughs) right? But that's my point. Is like okay, even if we moved out there and did our same jobs out there, like. I might be a little closer, possibly, but I doubt it, you know, like, like the value of what you do, right? And, and I'm finally at a point where I'm making okay money now. I'm like, I'm at a job where I have like a good future, at least, you know, Uh, like, I'm at a company that takes good care of their employees, that cares about the people they work with, like, my job environment could not be better, you know? So there's a lot to say about all of that stuff and like quality of life, I guess. Um, But then I started, you know, moving to Vermont, I had to start dealing with all of the other shit that you have to deal with moving to Vermont, which is like, you know, uh, guess what? Vermont is tough on vehicles because you drive everywhere all the time and a lot of the roads aren't paved. So, There's that to deal with, you know, like driving an old car is good, but you need some kind of newer car probably to be reliable always in snow and ice and mud and all of the shit that happens up here. So it's like, you know, I'm paying a little bit more for having good vehicles around all the time and I'm still, it's still not cutting the mustard. I'm not doing a good job at it. I'm so used to just like coasting by with shitty cars, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. It's yep. like, it's a fun little, it's a fun little game, you know, moving somewhere new and all this shit. There's a, there's a house I found today for two twenty five dollars 25 maybe. Um, and it looks really nice. Totally good starter home. Um, not somewhere I would want to live forever because it's right on the main road. Uh, it's a pretty decent location. Not really for where we work now, but like generally speaking um but that's the other wicked hard thing about living where i live like you can't afford a fucking house at all you can't even afford a shack because everything's so expensive out there right
1: Uh, yeah i mean but uh, i think it's also because like i'm basically what what they call like permalance at my job it's like I'm, i'm still considered freelance i don't work for the company or anything like that so that carries with it like concerns that Oh yeah, I'm just gonna go into a house and then oh maybe we'll be dark for eight months and I'll I won't be able to make my house payments. You know, it's. Do you have Do you have health insurance? Uh, I pay for health insurance. They do. Uh, it, it the the payroll company does like a subsidized version of it that, right. that takes a certain amount off of that I sign up for
0: thanks to Obama. Right. But that's like the the other thing is that now there's this whole thing about health insurance and like having health insurance and. I mean, does it make sense that my parents like, you know, again, I think the 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 level of like security back in like the 90s when we were growing up is maybe a little bit better than it is now, because, you know, our parents worked for institutions that allowed us to have there was no question about whether or not you would have health insurance. Right. So, you know, and it was affordable and it was good. You know, like Mm -hmm. we had plans through the state effectively right and you know i always went to the dentist i always went to the doctor it was like totally normal and then when i turned 28 years old or 27 or whatever the age is i just stopped having health insurance because it there was no feasible way for me to really have it anymore um you know it it was just too expensive and then up until very recently i didn't have any health insurance at all And the only reason I have it now is because I'm married to a woman who works for education and the education department has, you know, a very good kind of plan. Um, Also, my my current job offers health insurance um, at no cost to the employees. So, you know, I just get to choose whatever's better. And Mm -hmm. I feel like not a lot of people get that choice. Like, you know, like I didn't for three or four years, I didn't have any choice. You know, I was not insured, basically. Um, Even though I tried to get health insurance through the state of Vermont, it was not easy. You know, I tried multiple times to apply for health insurance, either via the government or, you know, that way. And they just, it wasn't really flying. So, but what I was going to say originally, which I still haven't said, in 1988, my dad bought a car for $11,000, okay? Okay. That is the same amount of money that I can afford right now for a car payment and a car. And that does not give me a brand new car.
1: That gives you the car he bought back in 1988.
0: No, I can actually, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm building the car he bought in 1988, but I'm building a better version of it for half that cost, but I'm still paying way too much money mostly out of pocket, um, to fund that project, you know? And the reason I'm doing that is because I want to build a car that gets 50 miles to the gallon that I can just drive fucking anywhere. And, you know, the downside is I'll have to fucking insure it for good money and I'll have to, you know, whatever, but I will, I will drive that car everywhere you know, that, that'll be my commuter and I'll have to get rid of most of my other toys. I'll have to get rid of most of my other shitty old cars because I really won't be able to afford them pretty soon. Um, it won't make any sense to have them at all. The, what I was going to say is we, you know, the, the, the Volkswagen thing, we bought a used Volkswagen for a lot of money. It was like 13, you know, 13.5, maybe? It's like so much fucking money, right? And that car had. Oh, hey, Mars. That car had 60,000 miles on it when we bought it. So, what's my value? You know, what am I getting there? It's like, and we bought it in. 2015. So the car was six years old. So I bought a six-year-old car with 60,000 miles on it, right? Uh Uh-huh. And I paid the same as my dad bought a brand-new car for in 1988. And my dad kept that car until the year 2001 or something. So, like, imagine having a car for, you know, that much time. You have it paid off for six or seven years, and you're just doing basic maintenance to it or something like that you know that's how you get your money's worth out of shit these days you have to buy a car slightly used and then just kind of get lucky for that to happen you know right like you know you you had your car paid off but you had to fucking put a clutch in it before you, you sold it back that's like i well i had two months left to pay it off I had two months left and it, w- it would have been mine so even better so you, you but you got most of your money back which is sort of crazy
1: oh yeah it's yeah no it's basically like I uh, it's basically like I, I just like you know leased a car you know, but I not asked. even right no no, no.
0: <laughs> like you kind of I
1: had I had the car for five just about just about six years. Yeah, would have been would have been six years right now, um, right? No, two thousand twelve. Sorry, five years. Would have been five years right now, and it ended up overall costing me like six grand.
0: Right, that's ridiculous. Yeah, like and I, I was
1: able I was able to like you know drive around for five years and go cross country in it and you know then I bought it back.
0: Like that's that's a thousand dollars a year for a car. Yeah. That's unheard of. No one, no one in the world can have a th- like, can do that. A thousand dollars a year on a on a car. There's no one ha- has ever done that except for you, <laughs> and all the other TDI owners in your place. Right. Like, and we also got pretty lucky on all of that. I didn't do the computation, but we still owed a shitload of money on the car. Um, but that's only because we got some shitty loan and like, we had to pay the Vermont price of everything, which. Is another thing, because of how few people live here, right? Mm-hmm. People go. I mean, people. Um, my coworker with his TDI. Oh, he turned it in yesterday, actually. Um, but my coworker um, just bought a like a brand new Passat, and he was just telling me, he's like, you know what's so sad? He's like, I just paid almost a thousand dollars less for this for this like two year old Passat. Which is nicer in every single possible measurable way with fewer miles than I paid for my diesel, you know, five years ago or whatever, whenever he bought it, you know. And there's like this upcharge that exists in the in the Vermont ecosystem for vehicles because they know you have no choice but to go to them. Right. So there's no competi- There's no competition. They leave their prices high, you know what I mean? And here I am looking at cars out of state. I'm looking at cars in central New York, and Kingston, New York, in Connecticut, in New Hampshire, Massachusetts. There, every single price is better by at least
1: $2,500. Can't you use like cars.com or something like that?
0: I am. I'm using like okay. one of the auto trader things or something like that to find these cars. Right. But I think I've decided what I want like, Kim and my next family car to be, Um, it's going to be one of two things, really. And I think I'm going to lean Japanese because I don't want to do any fucking work to cars. I just want a car that we drive, you know, get in and out of, pay insurance on and i wanted to be able to get me to fucking my dad's i wanted to be able to get me to florida i wanted to be able to get me driven out to colorado if i want to drive out there again you know and i don't want to have to think about it so i'm getting to that point where i already missed the reliability of having a, a car where i had a car payment you know Mm-hmm. Because I've been driving in a fucking uninspected Audi station wagon, 20-year-old Audi wagon, for the past three or four months. And it's annoying, you know, because that car's a piece of shit. So. It's just all, it's all very weird that we live in a world where, I have to look at that two hundred twenty thousand dollar house as a starter You know, I have to be able to uh, put in, you know, eight to ten years so that I can have equity, so that I can uh, stop paying PMI. You know what I mean? Like uh, things like that. You because know, like if I get a brand new, and you know, get a brand new mortgage. You know, Hey, okay. uh, work, and If you are gone, you were gone, you so you were and gone, back. gone, gone. <laughs> I had too much to drink last night, too much to drink. I'm not ready to play for that, I, I had too much to drink. Empty As I staggered from my bed I could not bear The image racing in my head You were so real That I
1: could feel your eagerness And when you raised your lips For me to kiss
0: take the song you
1: were, gone. you were gone, gone, gone.